Welcome back to the Modern Take, episode one. Today, we'll be doing a modern take on the, the yellow, yellow wallpaper. wallpaper. So, Jacqueline, would you like to tell our audience some background about this short story? Yeah, so the yellow wallpaper was a narrative which was originally written in 1892, and it was interpreted back then as more of just like a gothic horror short story. But around a decade later, in the 1970s, uh, this gothic short story was interpreted to more of a feminism classic uh, because it talked about the mistreatment of the medical treatment for women. Yeah, and basically, I'm going to tell you guys a little quick summary about what the yellow wallpaper was about. Alright. So, basically, this narrator with her husband John, are moving into a pretty nice house for the summer, but that's not the best part. The narrator is actually suffering from depression, but her husband is a doctor, so she believes that pretty much anything he says should be true and obeys her husband when it comes to basically everything. Mm -hmm. So she obeys him when he wants to stay in a specific room upstairs instead of the smaller, better one downstairs that she actually prefers. And she's pretty uncomfortable with the whole situation. And he wins all the arguments. So he tells her to rest. And that's the only way she's going to get better when in reality she's not. Right. That's so like, she's yeah. so she's told to rest like in that room upstairs by herself? Yeah. So basically okay. if the story was set in today's time, she basically wouldn't even be allowed to like binge netflix like it's it's oh, pretty that's, ridiculous that's yeah so she's living in a house where she feels uncomfortable in mm-hmm. in a room she hasn't even picked out and she can't even write and writing is her outlet of her right. depression to like cope yeah and he thinks that's actually going to make it better uh-huh. so no wonder she becomes ridiculously obsessed with the yellow wallpaper in the room and she begins to get convinced that there's a woman trapped within the paper and then she gets to the point where she feels like she feels trapped and strips off all the wallpaper and basically the husband faints and that's that's basically about it yeah Alrighty, so diving right in what do you think what like what's the significance of you know the color yellow like it could have been the white wallpaper the green wallpaper like why was it yellow and how would a change in color change like the symbolism or the deeper meaning of this story you know i think the color yellow it really symbolizes the narrator's depression her mental illness that came with all that insanity and it really allowed us to see the true expression of the narrator's narrator's character and right. you know when you think of the color yellow what do you think of like happiness prosperity yeah like very bright yeah but I, I really think the author's literary choices prove to be the opposite and it's really ironic you know having yellow be be the color on the wallpaper just shows us how much mental strain she's been going through due to her mental illness and you know the husband just thinks that she just needs to rest obviously it's going to get to that point and you know, we can see the wallpaper actually fading, fading away to like a disgusting yellow. Right. And I think that also reflects back on her. You know, it just shows how she has also metaphorically faded. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I also just think like, 
let's just say, like, for teeth example, when white teeth turn into yellow teeth, that's just, like, a sign of, you know, not taking age and not taking care yeah. of yourself, right, and also just, like, things getting old. Like, if something white turns into a yellowy, you know, greeny color, it, it means it's getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think this is kind of, like, a symbolism for, like... The ideas of patriarchy moving to more of, like, a feminist equality movement. Because, um, like, at first, whites would, I don't know, represent, like, patriarchy and, you know, societal roles and gender roles that would show, you know, men over women. um, And men has control over women. But as time goes by, that kind of control fades into a yellow. And as the narrator is trying to rip apart the wallpaper... It kind of seems as she's trying to rip apart those patriarchal ideas and um, rip apart those, you know, normal gender gender norms. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think she, the narrator was trying to rip apart the old to kind of reconstruct the new ideas of feminism and gender equality. And I feel like also um, gender roles were very pre- prevalent here because, you know, the wife always is begging the... Um, husband to you know please let's just change the wallpaper let's just take it down let's put a new one up like it's just irking me and the husband is always saying no like it's fine don't worry about it let's you know have it there which kind of shows like it's fine let's have this patriarchal um, yeah Yeah. idea down and not take it out um so yeah i think that really i think the color yellow was really well chosen for this short story and, you know, usually we would pick yellow as one of the last colors to think of, you know? Right. Like, for wallpaper especially, it's usually always, like, white or... Yeah, and it takes a lot of actual, like, strain on your eyes. Haven't you noticed when you look at the color right. yellow, it actually just I feel kind like, of fatigues you? Yeah, yeah, And, like, if if you look at the your wallpaper as yellow and then you look at something else, it feels like everything else is, like, dull and, like... Yeah, I think that actually connects back to the mental strain the depression had on her. Right. Yeah. All right. So... Moving on, do you do you think treatment, education, opportunity should that should that all differ on the basis of gender? I think like those kinds of opportunities, I think they should be like presented the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for example, both men and women should have the equal opportunity to let's say run track and field for the Olympics. Um, but the standards for men and women should be different. Like, obviously, men are gonna run at different times than women. For sure. Um, you know, during... Biologically, it has to be different, you know? Right, so, like, the standards (laughs) might be different, Mm -hmm. but I don't think, um, that the opportunities presented should be the exact same. I also just think that, um, I don't think anything should be based off gender except like medicine and physical needs like mm-hmm. obviously biologically you know men and women have, they have different, different needs yeah, yeah um and different medical needs and different doses dosages of medicine per gender however besides that i don't think anything should be based off gender it should be based off the person like the individual themselves and um I think other treatment uh, shouldn't depend on gender, but the in each individual person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think nothing should really differ based off of gender, because you know at the at the end of the day we're all the same. Yeah. And that's just cutting off people's opportunities for success, and that's just biased and wrong. You right. Know? 
Yeah, I also just think, like, um, I feel like opportunities are being given kind of unfairly. Um, as we see, like, lots of CEOs and presidents of companies For and sure. places like that, they're very male-dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the opportunities should be the same like it shouldn't be easier for men to get a job compared to a woman it shouldn't men shouldn't have a higher payroll compared to women like the opportunities should be the same but standards i think that just like depends on the individual i feel like it'd be just really sexist if it wasn't so yeah and especially i feel like for education right that should definitely not like gender should not be something that should be taken into account because we're all we're all the same. We all deserve the same amount of education. Right. And it, it's not any different. I don't think um, men are smarter than women. I don't think women are smarter than men. I right. think we all have the... We have the same capabilities of learning the most. Uh, right. As much as we can. Yeah. For sure. Alrighty. Yeah. I also just think the wallpaper, like... I thought it was really interesting that almost a decade later, the whole entire story has a completely different meaning. Like it literally what do you just mean? what do you mean? It literally just changed from a gothic horror story, you know, just like oh a fun little like gothic uh-huh. horror to like an actual and very important message about like feminism. Like yeah. who knew some kind yeah. of horror story that was like a little creepy or whatnot could like turn into a huge yeah. feminism classic. Because like when you're reading it at first you're like what the heck is going on? Yeah, yeah. like when we all read it, I just felt like okay, this is a really creepy story. Yeah. But, like, really thinking about it and analyzing it, it just kind of, like, you know, shows, like, dang, like, this has a lot more meaning. Yeah, it really makes you think, like, is this really how women were being treated? Because imagine if you were in that situation. Right. Yeah, I just, like, I I don't know. Like, I guess when the author first wrote it, I don't think she would she would have ever imagined that it would turn into a feminism classic. I know. And speaking of not knowing what um, could be turned into the future, us. <laughs> oh my gosh. How, How we, we became, became best, best friends. friends. <laughs> it's like so, the most craziest um, thing. I don't even know. Wow. Okay. Well, I think it started in sixth, sixth grade. grade. For sure. Um, I remember she was friends with this other girl from, like, <laughs> elementary school, and they would goof around a lot, and we had PE together, and, um, I remember saying to my other friend, yeah, like, they seem like troublemakers, I would never be friends with her, and... Wow, <laughs> what a bold statement, um, and why is that such a bold statement, Jacqueline? Because uh, look where we are today, six years later, <laughs> um, yeah, after that, I, I think I said something to you in PE class, and it was like a reference to a youtuber and mm-hmm. you were like what you're like wait a minute like that sounds like yeah that's not you sound like jesse it's this guy basically a youtuber named jesse and i was like oh my god wait you sound like jesse and she's like wait a minute you know yeah this so-and-so i was like yeah i do yeah. and you know i didn't even i, I didn't expect to be friends with her because i thought she was just some innocent little like okay let's not say i'm like i'm not not innocent no i know but i thought no i thought you were like too like oh like shy yeah too shy yeah and i was very extroverted and crazy and right um after then man uh (laughs) i think we literally went every through everything together like we did 
everything together. Like, we couldn't go a second. Still to this day. And yeah. if you can, you can literally, anyone can ask either one of us, like, who do you think is our best friend? And everyone will say to Trina, oh, Jacqueline, or yeah. to me, Trina. Like, everyone knows that, you know, we're that dynamic duo, I yeah. guess. Um, some things we do together. We FaceTime every single day. Every single day for at least three hours every day. I know. Three hours is short for us. Like Honestly, we could I go think, the whole day. I think our longest time we FaceTime was 12 hours, right? I think because that time we pulled the all-nighter. Oh, yeah, true. Right. But there were, like, there were some days where we would just, like, hang up for, like, literally five minutes and call, call back. back. So, like, like we, you could say 24 day. hours. Literally 24 hours. Yeah. We've done that multiple times. We go everywhere together. Like, literally <laughs> everywhere. We do everything together. It's actually crazy. Like... You'd think we'd be, like, I don't know, sisters by now. And it's gotten to the point, like, we, we, like, live the same life. Like, I don't know, like, to the point where we think the same. Like, I, we speak, like, a different language. Right, like, like, when other people are around us talking, they're, they literally tell us, dude, you guys don't make sense. Like, you guys sound like... No, we do make sense. (laughs) You just don't get it. Yeah, it's crazy. Um... We, like, literally live the same life. We share the same struggles. Um, For sure. Yeah. I I feel like no one else, like, would be able to understand. Right. There's just this, like, kind of energy and bond that, like, I don't think I would get with anyone else. And it was just, like, so weird because I just feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel, I I just can't see myself, like. Me neither. It's just so weird. Um. It's just crazy that we literally met through, like, a YouTuber. Like, that's so weird. Like, that's very... That's so modern of us um, <laughs> to think like that. But, I mean, like, we are... Just look... look. We've been friends for, like, pro- like a long six time. Six years. Yeah, usually, like... I have, like, a lot... I had a lot of friends in sixth grade, and, like, now I'm not even, like, friends with, like, right. Same more here. than half. Yeah. So, so Miss well, Miss Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> um... Or our audience, yeah, you never know. Audience. We might not blow up. We might blow up. You would have never thought that uh, the two kids that switched out of an AP Lane class uh, would, that we were in together, by the way, would have this much history behind them. That's all we have to say. Yeah, that's literally all we have to say. Just like this story of the wallpaper, you never know the history behind anyone, including us. So that was our podcast on the modern take of... The yellow wallpaper. Um, Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. And we'll see you in the next one. Hopefully episode two. Bye, guys. Good night.